If you will, open your Bibles tonight to 1 John. I'll tell you what, if you're proud of our youth, say amen. I am. They are a good bunch of kids. In 1 John, uh, yeah. in 1 John, we're going to start out in chapter 1. I'd like us to read verse 7 to start off. It says, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Dear Lord, thank You for this day. Thank You for allowing us to come out and study Your Word this evening, dear Lord. Dear Lord, just help us take something from this this book tonight and apply it to our lives, dear Lord, and help us to walk in Your light throughout our everyday lives. Lord, just forgive us all our sins. In your name I pray. Amen. In 1 John 1, I want to speak to you tonight about walking in the light. Uh, First of all, I I believe that if we're going to walk in the light, we have to identify who is the light. If you look back at verse 5, it says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declared unto you, that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. So first of all, we see here that God is light. And if you go back to the beginning of 1 John, you see that in the very first verse, He explains who God is. He says, "...that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life." Whoa, whoa, you say, Trey, that's not God. Well, yes, it is. You see, because God and Christ are one. We know this in, in the Trinity, the whole aspect of it. Theology tells us that God is, exists in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So here we have God is our source of light, but we know that Jesus Christ Himself is the light of the world. In John, the, the Gospel, John In chapter 8, we see Jesus speaking to this truth. In John chapter 8 and and verse 12, it says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And the Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself, that record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go, but ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Right here Jesus is declaring, I know where I came from. He's declaring that He is the Son of God and and He came from that and He he is declaring that He is God Himself. Jesus got in trouble several times doing this. Another instance is just a few chapters over in John 10 and verse 33. Jesus, uh, the Jews came to Jesus and answered Him saying, For a good work we stone thee not. But for blasphemy, and because that thou being a man makest thyself good, 
or um, makest thyself God, verse 34, Jesus answered them, It is not written in your law, I said, ye are gods. If ye called them gods unto whom the word of, the, of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemed because I said I am the Son of God? Question mark. He's asking him a question. He's, he, he's saying, y'all think I'm lying because I'm saying that I am the Son of God? If I do not the works of my Father, believe me. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works, that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. And then, of course, you, you see they sought to lay hand on him and he got away. So Jesus is, is, is just getting in trouble for this. But we need to know who the light is. And the reason we need to know who the light is is how can we walk in the light if we don't have fellowship with it? How can we walk in the light if we're not connected to the light? Verse 6 and 7 of 1 John, which is our text, it says, If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. You know that we're fallen people. Did y'all know that? Verse 8 and 8 through 10 right here says it. It says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. We're fallen people because of sin. In Genesis 3, we see God coming into the garden and, and he, he was coming into the garden to have fellowship with God. In chapter, Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8, He was coming to have uh, fellowship with them just the way it seems as if He had done before. And, and He found out on that occasion that their fellowship had been broken. God would just walk with Adam. There was a closeness, there was an intimacy, a harmony that was lost in Genesis 3, 8. And what did, what did God ask him? He said, why did you hide? And they said, we're naked. Who told you you were naked? That, that, that bond, that intimacy, that fellowship with each other was broken in Genesis 3. And because of that sin, we know in Romans 5 and, and verse 12, that death is passed upon all men. Romans 5.12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Then just a chapter before that, in Romans 3.23, we're also reminded that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Since our fellowship was broken with God, there was this necessity to have a mend, a fix. How could we ever have a fellowship with God again? And in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it speaks towards that. It says in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21, For He hath made Him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. 
So here we have this close-knit fellowship broken in the Garden of Eden, and because of that, it passed upon all men. But here, now with Christ, we have that fellowship mended. He took our sins, the very thing that caused the separation between us and God, to the cross and paid the penalty that we couldn't pay. Now our fellowship is restored but only through Jesus Christ. That's the only way this fellowship can be restored. To bear light, we have to be connected to the source of light. It's just like the moon. It cannot light up the sky at night if not for the sun. So our lives, we can't shine forth the light of Christ if we don't have Christ. We are to be a reflection of Him, to be a light for Him. Having fellowship with the light is where our greatest joy comes from. As I read this this week, it just, it gave me a sense of peace. But look at verse 4. I'm sorry, go back to verse 2. It says, For this life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Notice verse 4. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. A relationship with Jesus Christ is where our greatest joy comes from. How can we go through the middle of pain and agony and death in our life and and go through that with joy? Because we have hope that Jesus Christ is coming again and He's going to take us to the place where those loved ones that we've already had go before us. We have a hope of meeting them again in the air. And we have a hope that that Jesus Christ, what He did on the cross, frees us from the penalty of sin. And that's where true joy comes from. As First John puts it, I want you to have a relationship with Jesus so that your joy may be full. Does it, does it mean to walk in light, mean to not sin at all? No. And John makes this very clear in verse 8 of our text. He says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Even though we have fellowship with Christ, with God, even though we have that, if we say we have no sin, we're lying. But verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. Some teach that to live or to walk in the light means that we are to live a life that is consistent with Scripture. And that makes sense. You think about uh, Psalms 119.105. Right? I'm reminded of, of how it says, 
Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So, so to walk in the light seems like a good idea that we live a life that is consistent with scriptures. Also, the scripture says God is light and in him is no darkness. So walking in light has to be walking or living in opposition to walking or living in darkness. Walking in darkness is walking in the ways of this world, fulfilling the desires of our flesh, and loving what this world has to offer rather than what God Himself gives to us. So walking in light, if it's in direct contradiction to walking in darkness, must mean that we walk with the perspective of what God would want us to walk in and what i mean by that is just like this morning we talked about changing our eyes changing our what we see to see what god sees so walking in light that's a part of that is getting a perspective for for things in our life which matches the perspective of god also walking um, in light is walking in such a way you seek to do the will that God wants you to do. One of the things as I read through this and I couldn't help but overlook is in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7. It says, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. This, this kind of bumfuzzled me as, as I started going through this and I thought, well, what's he talking about here? We have fellowship one with another as we walk in light. And then as you go back in the chapter to verse 3, it says, That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship. He used this, this idea of other believers. So how do we have fellowship one with another? How do we have fellowship with each other here in our church? We all strive to walk in the light. And listen, as I was thinking a very practical way to explain this, I thought about, what about just evangelism? Okay, I think evangelism would be a subset of walking in the light. God doing the will that God has before us. And so, listen to this. As, as I began to evangelize, as I began to witness to somebody, and, and as Mr. Bruce have, begins to evangelize and witness to somebody, we begin to, both of us, uh, desire things that God desires, reaching people. I believe that God absolutely desires that all men should be saved. Uh, and and he, he chooses to use us for that. So our desires become aligned. We begin to pray and we begin to pray for the same things, right? Because we, we want to reach other people. We, we begin to witness. And as we do that, our lives become start to intersect. The things that he does are the things that I do because God's leading us to do the same thing. You see that? So as we walk in the light, it draws us closer as a body of Christ, uh, not because we just want to be close, but because as we do the will of God, it demands us to be close. 
I was thinking about that and I thought, man, how do do we get great fellowship in our church? We walk in the light as God is in the light. You see that? We need to walk in the light as He's in the light and and our desires, our, our motives, everything begin to intersect. And that's how we have great fellowship. As we get ready for a hymn of invitation, I just want to say let's walk in the light. It seems so simple. It seems so, uh, it seems so simple. But as all of us know, our desires, our fleshly wants, they all come up all the time. And you think about some of the greatest throughout the history of Promised Land, some of the greatest discords we've been in. Where do they come from? Fleshly desires. But as we begin to do the will of God and, and what He has in front of us, our desires will begin to intersect in His will. And that's what will unify us.